Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Ana Sheila, how's it going? We're back. Hello, everybody. How are you? Buenos dias. I'm like half asleep. We're recording early, y'all. And Brenda is a very early writer. <laughs> yep. Um, yep, it is pretty early on, especially <laughs> here in California where it's 630 in the morning. See, um, what's up with me? Um, man, I'm having just like mixed emotions. I, I had a, a beautiful weekend. It was like two years in the making. I got together with a bunch of Latino and BIPOC friends at the beach and Honestly, like one of the best times I've I've had in years. And then, but it's just hard, you know, you come back. I came back and hearing the news about Afghanistan and, and you're trying to also, como, you know, have fun and, and prioritize your well-being. But there's just so much shit going on in the whole world. And, and it's hard to balance joy and grief and contributing and taking care of yourself. And yeah. Yep. It's a collective feeling. I think everyone is 100 percent feeling <laughs> All the heaviness. Um, and to top it all off, Haiti can't catch a break. There was an earthquake and a hurricane, one after another. It's really quite overwhelming. And <laughs> there's a lot going on. What's up with you? I've just been feeling major deja vu. So folks know that uh, 20 years ago or so, there was a California recall. We're reliving it. I was back at Cal State Fullerton, the best value education one can have. And now I'm going to be teaching at Cal State Fullerton. So I'm back on campus. I'm feeling deja vu. Uh, We are talking about Afghanistan. It is 100% reliving the early aughts. We're right back into it. So much so this happened a little bit. I guess it started in 2007. (laughs) I've been watching rewatching 30 Rock, which is a hilarious show that I didn't quite watch a whole lot when it was out in real time, but now I watch on Netflix. This is my second time watching, binge watching it. And it's hilarious. I mean, yeah, now, now that you watch it with the with the 2021 goggles, there are a lot of problematic moments, but um, the writing is just hilarious. Joke after joke after joke, Tina Fey. So if anybody <laughs> wants to try to disconnect from the heaviness that is all around us, I have to recommend rewatching 30 Rock, which is super, super funny. Um, you know, Anna Shayla, before we pivot to what we're talking about today, I thought it would be fun to surprise. I'm going to surprise you, but uh, some get to know you questions. So here's a question that I actually don't know about you. So what was your first job ever? My first job, I worked for my uncle who had como uh, a job shop. Like he did stuff with machinery and I was like his receptionist. Oh, nice. So that was my first job right before I went to college. Right. That's great. Right before you went to college. Oh, awesome. Well, my first job, I started on my 16th birthday. So as soon as I was humanly possibly able to work, and it was at Larry's Pizza and Sports Parlor where my job was to say, thank you for calling Larry's Pizza and Sports Parlor. Is this pickup or delivery? <laughs> and I handled all the phone calls. Ooh, I feel like you'd be good at that. <laughs> it was fun. You know, the other thing that I had to do was fold boxes. And I was so quick at folding boxes. Very awesome. Very quick. <laughs> but I got to say, the place that I've worked the hardest ever in my entire life was working at In-N-Out. I will never work that hard again in my life. Such hard work. Uh, maybe I should go back because they're paying 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> I know it's not bad. It really no. is not bad. So, Anna Sheila, what are we going to get into today? So today, and this is, I feel like, very relevant 
for the period. We're going to talk about boundaries, and this has become a popular buzzword for for good reason because we need them. So today we're going to go deeper into what they are, why they're important, how to actually set them, hold them, and then deal with the aftermath sometimes of setting boundaries with friends, families, and and coworkers. So we're going to get into everything about boundaries after a tiny break. Okay, so right now, as we just mentioned, we've been taking in a lot of bad news and our guests have some awesome recommendations on ways that we can all cope with the terrible news cycle. Yes. So we want to start with this conversation on boundaries with these great tips because they're actually excellent examples of how you can set boundaries with yourselves, with ourselves. Exactly. Yep. All right. So here we go. We got friend of the pod, Betsy Aime. She's been a guest a couple of times and we love her. So she says, focus on one issue and choose a daily or weekly action to be part of the change. Also, take at least one day off social media. What do you think about that, Anishila? Yes, me encanta. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you can't do everything. And thinking that you can or trying to can, number one, overwhelm you. And number two, paralyze you. And then so you end up feeling bad because you're not doing anything, right? So accept that you don't have time for everything. Focus on one or a few things and make sure that you include breaks. All right. So then Pasta Marindo guest, Josh Alvarez says, do not feed into the fear, but do not spiritually bypass what's happening all around you. Yes, I love that. Stay grounded and present. We are here alive in this moment for this and need to do the deep shadow work to move past all of this as a collective, which starts by confronting everything the collective has been avoiding for too long. Yes, I absolutely love this because I do worry that sometimes we fall into like it's like a delicate balance. Like I do worry that we're like, oh, OK, well, this is this is impacting me. Let me shut it off. Um, and I really like what Josh has to say because he's saying, no, like sink into it. Like, I think it's, it, it is a great testament of our humanity that we are moved, that we are depressed, that we are very sad about the state of the world right now. Um, so that's really what I take away from Josh's statement that like, yes, take care of yourself, but also be aware and take note. And how do we inspire this this um helplessness, because truly that is what I'm feeling into action. So I, I, I really like that. I really think it's important that we we sink into what we're feeling and acknowledge that what we're seeing is wrong and that we need to do more. I mean, and there's climate change is a factor. There's so many things that we really can't ignore. So I really, really like what Josh had to say. All right. So one of our fans writes, I think it's important for me that I I'm still contributing to something greater than me. It's part of what fills me. So I joined a free stuff group on Facebook here in Albuquerque and I donate what I can. I'm contributing to my community, but it's also manageable. It doesn't cause so much anxiety. Try not to save the world anymore, but my heart still wants to. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, we want to contribute in meaningful ways, but we also need to take care of ourselves. And that's why we're even talking about boundaries and why they're important. So with that, we're going to switch into talking about boundaries more specifically. For, so for anyone that doesn't know what a boundary is, so a boundary is basically an imaginary line that separates your physical space, your feelings, your needs, and responsibilities from others. And, and the one number one reason, umbrella reason that we want to set boundaries is to protect our mental health and well-being. Another reason that we want to set boundaries in the first place is, is to save 
be more to save time and, and, and hurt feelings later. So a lot of times we incorrectly assume that other people's brains work exactly like ours and that they're thinking the way that we are and that also that they have the same boundaries. And most of the time they don't. So the quicker that you can set boundaries that are important to you and set expectations with your relationships, the more that you can avoid these hurt feelings from, from your loved ones later as you try to decipher what everyone's feeling or what everyone needs. So that's a, that's a little bit to get started. Brenda, what's another reason why boundaries are important? Yeah, I mean, you kind of sort of touched on it, but I really want to um, underscore this idea of avoiding resentment. Because if you're not clear up front about where your boundaries are, maybe someone's violating your boundaries and they don't know, right? They are totally uh, clueless about it because you haven't communicated that. And so all of a sudden you blow up, right? And you mm -hmm. surprise them and you're projecting all this anger when, uh-oh, I actually didn't, wasn't clear about where my boundaries are. And I also want to say that you touched on something else that I really liked as well, um, that everybody's boundaries might be different. And I think a difficult task is to not judge someone for their boundaries. You might be like, what? You're mm -hmm. crazy, but don't do that, right? <laughs> don't project your judgment. That's their boundaries. And if they've communicated them to you and they're clear, then don't violate them. And so I think that's a challenge for many of us is to remove the judgment piece when we get to know what other people's boundaries are. Mm. Okay, so we're going to get into some practical ways to set boundaries after this very short break. We're back. So for a lot of our communities, we're taught that family comes before everything, that we have to sacrifice for our family. And a lot of us have also grown up in, in big families, in intergenerational households where we haven't had a lot of privacy. So, and while I think the sense of solidarity, community, and loyalty can be really beautiful, sometimes it can really start to affect our, our well-being negatively. And sometimes even family can take advantage of you know how much we do for our family to a point that it becomes harmful. You know, many of us are also taught to traditionally stay quiet about things, not make a big deal out of things. And especially women, we're taught that we are more valuable, we are more likable when we're super agreeable and helpful to others all the time. I know I've seen that in my family my whole life. So knowing how to set boundaries can be even harder for us. So that's why we want to talk about how can you actually start to set boundaries or know how to set or even know your boundaries if you've never grown up with them. So here's what you can do about it. Yes, we uh, took a little bit of time and prepared for this conversation. And we've kind of summed it down to these four steps on creating boundaries. The first step is awareness and investigating what are your boundaries. We'll get into that in just a sec. Asking for what you need with clarity we really like the concept of think, which of course we got from Adriana Alejandre, who is a marriage and family therapist and the founder of Latinx Therapy. So think is T-H-I-N-K. So T is for true, H is for helpful, I is for instigating, and K is for kind. And she recommends think before you have difficult conversations to make sure that something you're saying is true. Is it helpful? Are you being instigating or is there a different way to say it? Are you being kind? So this is a, a, about the approach to bring up those difficult conversations. And then, of course, the fourth one will be trade-offs and just recognizing that occasionally there will be some sacrifices, perhaps relationships that will be sacrificed 
when boundaries are crossed. So that is what we came up with. So Anishayla, kick us off with the first one. Yeah. So we're going to start with awareness and investigation. So let's say it has to do with setting boundaries at work. So think about a time that you were really successful with a work project. So ask yourself what, what worked that made you successful? Or also think about scenario where that didn't work at all. Why didn't it work? What did you need that you didn't have? So we would recommend actually taking some time to pick out examples. And you might want to do this professional and personal and look and look back on the, those experiences and actually write notes to, to identify those things, because that's the most important thing that you can do when you're first getting started with boundaries is you want to figure out actually what are your boundaries and what do you need? And so you want to pay attention to how you're feeling around different stations. The first step is awareness and mindfulness around what you're feeling. So for if you're feeling emotions like anger, disappointment, overwhelm, those are emotions that you want to explore a little deeper because something is a little unsettled there. And there's likely boundaries that you can set that that would help you um, improve those emotions or deal with those emotions. What you're trying to figure out is what do you need to be well? So now that we've talked a little bit about awareness, you're ready to ask for what you need with, with more clarity. So Brenda? Yes, it's so important to be clear with our language. Um, a few weeks ago, we, Anna Shayla and I both saw this tweet, which we thought was hilarious. And it's by a comic named Lana Moore. And this is the tweet. She says, once I stop people pleasing, it's over for you, bitches. If it's okay with you, if not, no worries. <laughs> and that really resonated with us because yeah. those, that, you know, the, if that's okay with you, if not, no worries. <laughs> that is a very common qualifier that um, we often slip into our language, which removes the power, right? Removes the power from what we're truly asking. Cause you're like, oh, well, they said, if not, no worries, then I guess no worries. And I'm, I'm totally going to violate that boundary that they set. <laughs> So I really want to invite folks to revise your language. So this is an exercise that I think is important. Like sometimes you might write an email to your boss or what, what have you. Double check and look at your email and see if there you can you remove I don't knows or maybes or just you are not asking for permission. You are being clear about what you need. And if you're firm and direct in this way, it's going to be a lot more powerful, right? You're going to come off as that. You're not going to be that people pleaser. And also, if you're noticing something, if your boundaries are being violated, you know, take note and recognize those patterns. And so when you come to someone with a difficult conversation, you can say, here's the evidence of, hey, I let you know what I needed. Here's the four examples in which you have violated that boundary. Let's talk about it. Right. And I think that kind of connects to the, um, the is it true part. Right. If you see a pattern and you bring it up, then, you know, you're being truthful. Mm -hmm. because you have the evidence, right? You're not just making it up and you're not projecting it. You have the evidence. So speak up when you, you're noticing a pattern. And then I like to be firm about um, the times that I'm available. Currently right now, the way I work, I, I'm a consultant. So I have several clients, if you will. So I don't have the regular nine to five, but I'm very clear. I'm like, hey, I'm offline these hours. I'm out of pocket. So folks know that they're not going to get something from me. And I, and I share my calendar and I block the times that are unavailable and I don't give a reason. They don't need to know why I'm just not available. And so that's another tip that I have for you is to think about avoiding qualifiers. You don't need to say why I will be off on Friday. End of story. You don't mm -hmm. need to say I will be off on Friday because I got to help my grandma. Da, 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 da. They don't need to know that you were just off on Friday. Right. And then also uh, another boundary that I want to uh, call out. We, we're so excited to have this wonderful platform here in Tamarindo. And sometimes we're invited 
invited to do a lot of work for free. I have found that um, if you just ask, what's the honorarium or what's your budget? It's crazy how much all of a sudden there's money. Right. So don't work for free. Definitely ask. Look, sometimes you may have to. Sometimes there's other value that you might get from an opportunity. Perhaps it's it's doing a favor for a close friend. Perhaps there's going to be some visibility. Perhaps you're going to network with someone. But put that into factor that into your decision to say yes. Ask and please, it doesn't hurt to ask what's your honorarium. And that might also might train someone to the next time they come with you, they're going to come with you with the the financial piece up front. Mm -hmm. So these are a couple of things. One last thing I'll say too is I'm examining your response time. So if you have set boundaries and say somebody asks you for something at eight o'clock at night and you that's your time that you're off. And you might, it might be a really easy thing to do to just take care of it and re- respond to that email. Well, now you're going to set the expectation that you're going to be available at eight o'clock at night. So one thing that I really love using is scheduling emails. So yes, maybe I could take care of this, knock this out right now, but I'm going to schedule my, my email to go, go out the next day at a reasonable hour. Mm. So I'm not setting expectation with folks that I'm available at 10 o'clock at night. I love that. So these that. are just a couple, a couple of tips that uh, have to do with uh, setting boundaries at at work, but let's talk about family. Actually, a reason, one of the reasons that we thought about this episode is because I was sharing with Brenda how excellent I feel like she is at setting these boundaries. And I've been learning a lot from her because I'm someone that can um, sort of lean towards using qualifiers unless I'm really careful. So that's something that I've been learning a lot from Brenda because I can see how well she protects her boundaries with her language. And what it does is it removes the room for any kind of uncertainty or any kind of violation when you when you set those boundaries with your language. Right. Thank you. I try to be clear and I've learned this from other people. So definitely it's a habit. But I will say, too, it's so funny because uh, my time in the corporate world, I think that women as women, we're the ones that are the biggest violators of of using the qualifiers or like that. You know, no worries if it works for you. Right. That sort of language. Right. Um, and that's why that tweet is so popular with women because it really resonated with a bunch of us. But um, in my work time in corporate America, we also spent this time uh, going through this training called Crucial Conversations, which I believe part of that training was like how to inject that stuff back. Because sometimes when you have a difficult conversation, it is helpful to be tentative, to come from a place of um, a right. little bit warmer you know it's it actually mm-hmm. works str- strategically to be a little bit warmer so it's kind of interesting how you know you got to pick your language right. strategically but let's and let's, also, actually, let's talk about okay yeah family we'll come back to this later uh yeah so you know especially with people that you care about when you're setting boundaries your goal is probably not to strain your relationship right you were setting boundaries because you that'll ultimately make you happier and that'll make you happier with your friends and family as well if you're honoring your boundaries so um some ways to to think about. I mean, you want to start with grace and and come from a place of kindness if you don't want to strain your relationship. So remembering that folks don't know your boundaries until you share them, you know? So, cause sometimes you can be like, oh, how did you not know that? Reminding ourselves before we, sh- we, we speak those boundaries that they probably don't know them or that actually you might not even know them yourself and you're discovering them as you go. Right. And, and a lot of times people can feel easily hurt because we right away feel rejected or we take things personal. So one way you can do that is like, let's say you're pushing back or saying no to a family or a friend. Um, You can start with gratitude. So a few ways that you can start your sentences, you know, I greatly appreciate you asking me, like you coming to me really means a lot. I'm really grateful um, or rain check, but let them know that like, 
you know, don't stop inviting me. I actually really want to spend time with you, but this is just not the right time. So let them know that you appreciate them, that you feel gratitude for them coming to you, inviting you, whatever, but this is just not the right time for you. So you can, by setting it up that way, you can let them know that you care, but this isn't the right time for you for whatever reason. You can also offer alternatives and other resources. So like maybe you have a, a different idea for something they could do or someone else they can they can go to. And again, only if that feels good to you and you have that energy. But again, you want to keep it concise so there is no room for them to cross those boundaries and like try to like pull you back into something that you don't want to do, right? Right. Yeah. So what if your boundaries have already been crossed and you need to discuss with that family member or friend? What tips do you have, Anishela? Yeah. So you want to give explanations that are really specific and relevant to how that person did that. Well, decrease confusion, but also increase the likelihood of them really understanding where you're coming from. And the other thing is you want to really not try not to place blame on either side and really focus on uh, moving forward and finding something like a shared solution um, or finding a, a compromise that you can both agree to. Because that's another thing, right, um, that I wanted to bring up. Like sometimes, you know, you might have different boundaries and they might change depending on the situation or something comes up, right? So sometimes there is a compromise that you might need to agree to. And I know sometimes, for example, Brenda, like I said, you're very clear about boundaries and there's been times where like, you know, I had, I wasn't feeling well or like something. And like, I asked like, Hey, like, I know we shared this, but like, do you have any flexibility? And that's been times where I'm like, totally no worries. If not, like I want to honor your boundaries, but it's really important. But if you can be flexible, that's great too. So like, maybe there's times where there is a compromise that you can both agree to, but recognize that you might not because, you know, people have their boundaries and if they're really important to them, they need to honor them. And yeah, so what is it? It's also a bit hard to balance the need for boundaries to maintain a relationship sometimes like that can be a struggle. So what do you recommend for folks that might be struggling with this, Brenda? Yes, I think the thing is that's important to keep in mind is like, yes, we're boundaries are important and maybe that can be a little bit nimble, but sometimes you, you're going to have to sacrifice a relationship. So when setting a boundary, you must be willing to accept that you may not always get what you want or what you need, and you could let go of the outcome. And maybe that means cutting, out, cutting someone out of your life. That could, mean what that, that could be what that means. So in sharing a boundary, you may have shared what is true for you and you've honored your values. So you've done that, right? And that's really the most important. If you're being truthful to yourself and honored your values and someone is not honoring those values in return then maybe that person is not worthy of being part of your life. And the thing is that we have, that's a trade-off, right? We have traded that relationship to honor ourselves. And that's difficult to do. And I really think that it's important that we recognize that, you know, not everything is colored roses. You know, there will be some sacrifices. And maybe what you need instead is to think about what resources do you need to cope with the ending of that relationship? Is it going to therapy? Is it to constantly remind yourself how you've honored yourself and your and your truth? That That's just the reminder that I have for folks is that you can't keep everybody in your life if they're going to oh, violate your boundaries. You have to be firm, too, about your boundaries and respecting yourself as well. And that's that could mean cutting out a relationship. So we know that's heavy, but it is the truth. <laughs> so, but to wrap us up, uh, we, we want to give you some additional resources besides this conversation and some resources that helped inform this conversation. So Anna Shayla, what tool or resource do you have for folks? Yeah, there's two articles and we put this in the show notes. One is from psychcentral.com and it's an article on learning how to say no. 
and it's d- different kinds of situations. I really love it because there's really practical ways. Because a lot of times I'm like, okay, but st- tell me how to actually say the sentence. Like, how do I actually start this? And so they have some great explanations, great examples for y'all. And then the other one is an article on how to set boundaries with your family, which I think is what some of us can, can struggle with because it is hard sometimes setting those with our family. How about you, Brenda? Yes, I want to highly recommend uh, Latinx mental health specialists talk setting boundaries in your Latinx household. This is an article by Hip Latina, which of course is a place where I sometimes write articles, but it features uh, some of the greatest Latinx therapists that are out there doing amazing things in breaking cycles and talking about the con it, talking within the context of us as Latinas, I think it's very, very important. So check it out. We will again link all of these resources in the show notes. So awesome. We had a great conversation about boundaries. We hope it's helpful and has helped you start thinking about these things. Okay, now it's time to close out this episode with our basuras and matracas. So, Ana Sheila, what are you going to throw in La Basura this time? So I'm putting in, a sh- in La Basura a show that I watched recently called Made in Mexico. Um, it's a Netflix reality show. It's from 2018, and I don't think it would fly <laughs> today, but it's I mean, kinda, that wasn't that long ago. That's so. true, that's true. <laughs> but I was kind of watching it, and I'm like, I can't believe, like, this, like, why did someone make this show? Because I feel like it's basically a show about out-of-touch, entitled white chickens in Mexico City. And I'm like, that's what we've been watching my whole life on Televisa Novelas has been about exactly that. So we didn't need a reality show to talk, basically recap every novela we've seen for for years and years and years. So that's what's going in La Basura for me. Totally. Basura a los, a los fresas. <laughs> ¿Y tú? What's, what about you? What are you putting in La Basura? So I'm putting in La Basura, as you mentioned earlier, I'm an early riser. It's 7 a.m. right now, but my favorite coffee place isn't even open yet. I'm putting in La Basura coffee shops that open late. Like, what the hell? Girl. Uh, we need coffee in the morning. Are yes. there places like that in Mexico? <laughs> I feel, you know what? No, I actually think that coffee shops open up later here. And it's been annoying because actually my coffee maker broke. And so the past few days we've had to go and get coffee. And I love having coffee before a workout. I wanted a coffee before this, before I was recording. And I was like, oh, it's so hard because I, I couldn't go to any coffee shop. So you actually are even more blessed than than I am over here. <laughs> yes, like, hello, we want coffee in the morning. <laughs> Anyways, that goes in la basura. So to end us on a positive note, let's let's have some matraca. So Ana Sheila, what gets your matraca this week? So my matraca, um, keeping it in the show realm, I've been watching a few more shows. Um, I watched the show Sweet Tooth. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Did you mention this last? You might have mentioned oh, this. Oh, did I already give episode. you some matraca? <laughs> Oh, I, uh, I don't know. You, you, I've I heard know. about this before. Oh, y'all, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I don't it know if I shared this matracas. already. It gets two matracas. I, I, can't, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might have. Sorry, y'all. But it, for if I didn't, it's a show. Um, Netflix, can you please sponsor us and we keep talking about you? Please. <laughs> it's a show that basically it's like a post, post-virus world, actually. So it's kind of uh, a little relevant. Um but in addition to that, all these like hybrid babies have been born that are like half animal, half human. And it's just about this world. And um, and even though it's, you know, very dystopian y todo eso, there's there's like the the hybrid babies are just there's like hope and there's it's beautiful. And so, yeah, I just love the sense of hope, even in, in this dark in a dark time that this show gives us and the magic that it gives us. 
And so I feel like in a way we're sort of living that now. I mean, it's not as dark as it is in that show, but, you know, like still finding those slivers of joy and hope and in nature and our friends and our connections all around us, even while we, you know, um, work through some very difficult times. So that's that gets my matraca. Sweet tooth. Matraca to hopeful shows, hopeful shows. Uh, My matraca goes to Assemblywoman Luz Rivas. She's a Democrat from North Hollywood. And I knew Luz even before she was Assemblywoman. She's the founder of a a really awesome nonprofit that helps um, young gals get interested in science and technology. So she's awesome. But recently she authored a bill, AB 585, to create an extreme heat and community resilience program within the governor's office to coordinate the state's actions and spending um, on extreme heat. So anyone that's been living in California has really recognized how fires are basically an everyday occurrence. Some of you might know that last year I was training to hike Mount Whitney and that got canceled because of fires. And we're going to hike again next month. But who knows? Maybe there'll be a fire. So there's fires. There's all kinds of things. There's also extreme heat. And I really want to talk about extreme heat because we know that people of color overrepresent as folks that work outside. So more than 40 percent of U.S. outdoor workers are people of color. And the three year average of worker heat deaths has doubled since the early 1990s. Global warming is here and we need to protect the most vulnerable. And that is exactly what Luz Rivas' bill does. So my matraca goes to Luz Rivas. Not Isela, sorry. Don't, oh my God, I'll get in trouble for saying she's from Isela. She's from the Valley, <laughs> North Hollywood, Luz Rivas, Latina. Those are fighting words. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. I Thank you, Luz Rivas, for your work. I love anyone that is working on anything related to like, environment to environmental justice and environmental racism. I, I love that. And we actually have also had an episode on that. So y'all check that out. También. Um, well, with that, that is the end of our show. And as always, please support us in whatever way you can. That means subscribing to our show, please sharing. We'd love for y'all to be sharing more uh, your episodes on social with other folks so people can see them and obviously donate what you can. We do. This is our labor of love for y'all. We do not get paid for this. So however y'all can support us, we appreciate you and we love you. Bye, y'all. Tamarindo Podcast is part of Sonoro Media. It is hosted by Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Producer Jeff provides original music and Michelle Andrade edits the show. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and on Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. Support our show by sharing this episode with a friend, writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, or contributing financially to the show. All contributions, big or small, help us keep bringing you great conversations and free or low-cost events. To get in touch with us or to support us, please go to tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. 
Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099